You're listening to episode number 30 of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. In today's episode, I am so excited to introduce you to one of my closest friends, Jessica McNichol. She's going to be sharing with us all about marketing and what it looks like to show up in our businesses and that it doesn't have to be so hard when it comes to selling our products and services. Jessica is a wife, mom to five, and is the founder and CCO at Jessica McNichol Creative. After experiencing the corporate world, operating as a communication and creative arts director for a large organization, and opening up her own successful online business, she's taken her 16 plus years of marketing and business experience to help coaches, influencers, and world changers maximize their impact online and minimize the stress of branding, business strategy, and website creation. She is a self-proclaimed personality test addict and loves to talk about all things Enneagram. When she's not helping her clients harness their strengths to maximize their impact, you can find her living that soccer mom life of shuttling her kids to practice in her minivan, but she keeps it balanced by drinking champagne just because it's Tuesday, just not while she's driving. So I'm so excited to introduce you guys to her. I know that you're going to love her. So if you're ready, let's do this. Hey mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan, and I'm here for all you mompreneurs out there feeling torn between raising a thriving family and building a business you love. I'm a photographer, community founder, podcaster, wife, and mama saved by grace, so I can totally relate to you multi-passionate mamas. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to find peace and passion in motherhood and business so that you can have more time for the things that matter, like Netflix and cookie dough. But seriously, are you ready to transform your life from feeling frazzled to focused and be equipped with the tools you need to juggle all the things? If so, you're in the right place. Hey mama, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to have my friend Jessica here with us today. I know that she has so much wisdom when it comes to marketing, and I know that so many of us entrepreneurs kind of feel like it's a scary word, but I'm really excited for her to break it down for us and make it not so scary and give us some practical tips. So Jess, I would love for you to introduce yourself to everyone and the listeners and let us know kind of your journey as a mompreneur and how you got to where you are today. Hey, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So... Um, I am a mom and wife. We have five kids and I am the founder and um, chief creative officer at Jessica McNichol Creative. And we just work with business owners to really help them maximize their impact and minimize their stress. We are essentially a design firm. So we design branding and websites. But really, um, my journey started kind of in a corporate world, um, ironically, which is so funny because if you know me and I know you do personally, but for those who meet me, they're typically surprised that I would have come from corporate because I am totally your typical creative, um, a little bit of a dreamer. Um, So yeah, so I just started out in the corporate world and um, transitioned to a communications and creative arts director for a really large organization and did that for many years. So I've just taken that 16 years plus of like just marketing and business experience to launch Jessica McNichol Creative. 
Um, yeah, so I just wear a lot of hats. Um, we, as a team at Jessica McNichol Creative, we've we've helped so many small business owners um, grow. And so this topic about marketing and really helping mompreneurs um, take that scary piece out of um, marketing for sure um, is something that I am excited to help you share with um, your community for sure. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. I know I am so excited because I always think of you when I think of marketing because I think of how we've had conversations in the past and I have really never had a plan and just didn't really know what marketing looked like and how to make it effective. And I know that so many listeners can relate and it does seem scary and it feels like there's more to it, I think, and we overcomplicate it at times. And so I would love for you to just define what effective marketing looks like to you and maybe why it's so important that we have a plan instead of just winging it. Well, so you're not alone, first of all, because that is, that that's the struggle for everyone. Um, and it is because of my experience, right? I've worked literally at brand new startups to like huge organizations and that struggle or even understanding the idea of effective marketing. Um, it, it's not just isolated to a, you know, a solopreneur or an entrepreneur or a big corporation. So people are not alone in that regard for sure. But I would just say that really effective marketing, if I could define it, which I'll try not to be too long-winded here, but effective marketing is simply defining what you're trying to do, making a plan to do it, and then evaluating that you got it done, right? I know that seems super simplistic, but I'll unpack that a little bit. For example, we want to say like, I want to grow my business or I want to um, grow my social media platform. And we don't really get too specific. Sometimes we fall into that trap of like not really defining what, what does that look like though, right? So to really have something be effective, you have to know and have a measurable goal, right? So a lot of times when we're helping people, we're just simply saying that they just need to get a little bit more specific. So an example of that might be like, instead of like, I want to make more money or grow my business, right? Like what specific revenue goal? And then backing that idea up like, okay, so here are the strategies of marketing we're going to employ. And then we're going to write how long will it take us to get there? And then at that certain measurable point, right? We can look back and say, did that work? Did that not work, et cetera? Or if you want to grow your social media audience or your email list, like by how many people and by when. And here's why I say that, because if we don't have an idea of what we're really trying to reach, and this isn't, this is, this applies to like everything in life, but especially business growth and marketing, then we don't really know what we're working towards. So we might be doing a whole bunch of work And if we don't ever look at it to see if it's helping us get to our goal, we might be doing a whole bunch of things that, and maybe only one is really helping us. And one of the avenues of, or strategies of marketing that we're using is actually helping us reach our goal. Whereas if we are evaluating it, 
um, and have a defined goal we're trying to reach. And then we can kind of look at like, okay, I did these three things to try to reach this goal. Um, Which one of those worked, which ones didn't. We might be able to take one thing off of our plate and then really focus on just maybe the two things left, for example. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes total sense. And I feel like that is something that I've struggled with for sure. And a lot of people is having that clear expectation of what does it look like? What is it that we are trying to accomplish? And so I love that you just took a minute to break that down because I think even though it sounds very simple, it's not sometimes if you're not taking the steps to actually measure if it worked or not. So I love that. Well, yeah, I mean, right. So although I, I would actually say, it is simple. However, sometimes people like I totally am stealing this um, from Haley Burkhead, but she says the shiny object syndrome, right? So people have all of these ideas of like, okay, I'm going to do Instagram stories. I'm also going to do lives and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I have this one goal. And then the like now reels right on Instagram are yeah. a thing. So now everybody's going to do those too. And like, you're doing all of these things and you're always adding the next thing because other people are doing it when you have no understanding for, um, why did you decide to add that marketing strategy to what you're doing to reach the people that you're trying to impact? Um, how, like, what, what are some realistic things that you might be able to expect out of that? Um, and then how long do I want to do this? thing or this strategy before I evaluate it and say, did that work? Did that not work? And I don't, I don't mean to say that you can't just do reels for fun or you can't just have IG lives because you want to connect with your community. Cause those are really important too, as long as you knew that that was the goal. Right. Yeah. So it's just, it's really understanding that piece of like the goal can be just to have fun and connect and not be related to a revenue goal or a business percentage growth or um, an an audience growth for some reason, you know, right? So you can do it for other reasons, just need to know why it is that you're doing those specific strategies and then not get distracted. And then we ultimately, right, I've been there, I create all of these things that I'm doing. And I'm like killing myself to try to, you know, be on this platform and send emails and do all, but I don't really know if my time is being well spent, right? If I'm really able, because we're all in this business to really help people, right? There's a group of people that has totally been put on our hearts and we're to show up and, you know, serve this group of people because that is our calling. And then we get distracted by that sometimes just because we're trying to do so many things. And so, um, but yeah, we don't have to ultimately have everything linked to a revenue goal or a business growth goal. It absolutely can be relational as long as we understand what it is we're trying to do and have intentionally chosen to put that in our daily routine or weekly routine for our business and for our communities that we're a part of. That makes total sense. Thank you for clarifying that. I want to take a break real quick and ask you how you are enjoying this season of life that you are in right now. Is it hard to navigate the ever-changing seasons as a mom, like just battling all of the curveballs that life throws your way? 
Do you seem to second guess your decisions as a mom and business owner and just feel like you are always dropping the ball somewhere? I want to share with you a resource that I created just for you. There was a time in my life that I found myself in the closet crying. I was beat down and broken, and I felt like no one understood what I was going through. Raising a family and building a business, it's so hard, and nobody understood what it felt like. And I finally, after so many years, found the answer, and I found the key to freedom. And I just couldn't hold it in any longer, and I want to share it with you. I created a course called The Efficient Mompreneur. This course is going to help you manage your life and your business with ease. I want to show you exactly how to achieve maximum results with minimal effort because I know that you're a busy mama and you do not have time to listen to all the podcasts and sift through all the information. You just need someone to give it to you straight. So with this course, I have three transformational goals in mind for you. First, I want to entirely change the way you prioritize yourself. I want you to get out of your own way so that you can experience the best of both motherhood and business. I'm going to teach you how to handle interactions with your children with confidence and implement those work-life boundaries you need to keep you feeling sane. And third, I'm going to help you find clarity of what to work on in your business so that you will actually drive the needle forward and avoid the overwhelm and frustration. Mama, you deserve to live a productive, joy-filled life. It is time to finally say yes to you. I would love for you to head to thepurposegathering.com slash efficient mom to check out more details and to get signed up. I can't wait to see you there. So I would love to give you an opportunity right now to share some really tangible strategies for our listeners and how we can kind of tackle quarter four or whatever quarter people are listening um, to this episode during. But do you have just a few that you can share with us that might give listeners kind of a jumpstart or spark an idea? Sure. I'm going to first say that I might be the nerdiest creative out there. This is a learned behavior. Um, and I'm, I'm saying that up front because of, of just, I'm, I'm really hoping to give like very practical ways. Um, and, and it's something that I've had to grow into and learn over time in that data is key to everything, right? So I can give you all of the strategies and I can give you so many ideas. That's where I live, right? My head is like, I have all of the ideas, but if I don't have a plan or a structure on how to evaluate all those creative ideas, then right. We don't know if it's actually worthwhile or not, but so I'll start by saying whatever you're going to try to do, I would set a clear date of, I want to do this for X number of times. So when we're looking at a quarter, um, ideally, let's pretend in an ideal world, the business owner, the mompreneur, right? She's looked at her year in advance and she's made goals for the year. And then she's broken down those goals to a quarter at a time. And let's say she's just looking at quarter four because that happens to be what we're going into, but this still applies to any quarter of the year, right? We then want to break that down to monthly and then more tangible weekly and or daily goals. 
And this is true um, for any marketing strategy. Um, so we have a goal. So the goal might be, very simply put, I want to um, grow my client or customer base. Okay. So we'll take that quarterly goal. Okay. How can we do that? Maybe we want to try a referral program strategy. Well, how long do we think that might work? In my opinion, you would probably need to take the whole quarter, but even if you wanted to just evaluate something for one month or two months of that quarter, setting those goals and intention and then breaking it down to a more basic plan of how you would actually do that. And I'm going to give you some ideas. Um, but And then at the end of that two months or three months, whatever you decided to do, looking at it and saying, what worked, what didn't, what can I tweak here? And I usually check in and evaluate this stuff more frequently anyway. But I'm just saying that as the caveat to any of these ideas that I'm about to give, just because I would never want to say, if you do this one thing, like your business is going to grow. Because every community is different. Every ideal customer or client is different. Um, And so that's why evaluating it is so important. Um, But yeah, so So let's just take, I started out with a referral program. Why is something like that important? Well, I know that so many people talk about referral programs, but typically it's in the context of asking their existing clients or customers to refer them or your business to their friends, right? So Mm -hmm. um, I would propose to look at it a little bit differently um, and and try to network it within complementary businesses. Um, so a good question you might ask is, who are they going to go to um, before they need my service? Or um, so let, let's take a photographer, right? So you do photography. You could partner with people, for example, a boutique, right? So it's If you're going into a big photo season, if you do family photos, well, all of the moms are going to want, you know, new outfits or out cute outfits for their kids. So within your local community, which which boutiques are those moms or that ideal client shopping at for their family photos? Um, How can you have a working partnership with that business? Um, So then you guys can write you when your clients ask what do I wear? Right. You can say, Oh, you, you're going to find really amazing things at this place, but here are a few tips to stick to. Right. And that. that is a very natural referral. Right. Um, so you're helping that business and then same, right. So perhaps you have like a something in that boutique or um, something that you're getting in front of that boutique target demographic, right? And maybe you do a a takeover or um, they do an interview of you of like, what are these, you know, Ashley Freehand Photographer Fee is saying, like, these are the five tips for your family photos this fall, Um, right? And they're like, oh, that's really cool. Who's Ashley, right? If they haven't heard of you. Um, And so that is a very natural connection. So we don't always have to look at a referral program. in the form of clients or customers we already have, or even just our friends and family referring us, although word of mouth is so huge. um, And I do think you should try to utilize that. There are other ways to look at it. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. And that is so important 
to think about. And I feel like so many people miss that. So thank you for pointing that out. I love that idea and that strategy. Well, and one thing I will say to that, when you're thinking about um, what you might offer somebody for a referral program, for example, um, think about um, what they would want, not just necessarily what you want to give them, right? So if you're a product-based business, you might want to be like, oh, I'll give you 10% off my product if you refer people to me. Or if you're a service-based, you know, you might give them some sort of like, I don't want to say coupon because who does that, but like a discount code or, you know, something along those lines when really they probably are going to be more motivated by a gift card. Like, so which feels like cash or cash. And I know that there might be some like cash, you just pay people. Yeah. Like you say, thank you. Right. It would be no different than you sending them a Starbucks gift card to be like, Oh my gosh, you're awesome. Thank you so much. Um, You're just giving them the freedom to spend that same amount you would have given them or um, wherever they like. Does that make sense? You're giving them freedom, which feels super exciting to them, right? Because who doesn't love that idea? So, Yes, I love that. And it appeals to everyone. Cash appeals to everyone, whereas a Starbucks gift card doesn't always appeal to everyone. Right. I I recently gave up coffee and uh, you sent me a gift card actually. And I totally used it because we're going into like my favorite Starbucks season. But (laughs) what if I didn't, right? Like you would just give it away and then it wouldn't mean the same. Right. I mean, I probably would still go for maybe like a pumpkin loaf or something, but yes, like it, it just gives the person that you're gifting it to right for that referral, just a lot more freedom. And especially, um, right. We're talking about quarter. Well, this quarter, the fourth quarter of the year, really, or different times of the year, cash is kind of king, right? We're going to be gift giving, which leads me into my next kind of idea of like, this is a holiday season that we're heading into. But even if it was summer, um, that cash could be really helpful for somebody to help get school supplies or things that they need for their kids or whatever. So it's not just specific to the holiday season, it really could be any time of year, right? You're really making an impact in their lives, which is ultimately that really makes them value you. Um, but yes, but also it is the holiday season. So another idea that you could probably um, implement here is solving the problem that your ideal customer or client has right now. So right now, if we're looking at the fourth quarter, are the problems that people might be experiencing in your demographic is what do I give for gifts? Um, what do like I have, it, it's just so much, right? So we have like holiday, like hostess gifts. We have gifts for actual like family or friends. So really looking at any promotional idea that you're you're running for any quarter um, and saying, okay, so this quarter and then breaking it down, of course, like what, what are my clients or customers experiencing? What can I help them solve? Um, if I was in the health and fitness industry, for example, um, holidays are hard, right? So sticking to, um, a routine is a little bit more difficult because not everything is, is as predictable. We have a lot more events, right? Um, Mm -hmm. maybe sticking with like health, um, goals or like eating well is a little bit more difficult. So if I were in that industry, I might offer, um, things that help solve that problem for them. So offering, um, just maybe 
holiday recipes or um, something that's going to solve the problem that they have for this season that I'm looking at when I'm planning my marketing. Does that make sense? Yes, I love that. Because I talk about this a lot on the podcast is that you want to stay top of mind, even if someone doesn't you know, they're not, they're maybe not going to gift a full website package. That's a pretty sure. big gift, right? But if they like see that you care about them during this season and you're touching on other things that, you know, maybe you don't even normally talk about, but you could give them some value, they're going to remember you when they do need a website. Right. Well, and right, that's that's thinking also long term. So that's where it comes back to the main idea. And I know that we've talked about this so much of planning. Um, when you have a plan, you can look at it in, in that way. Let's say I have a business that I I know that I have certain seasons where revenue is lower or um, just clients that's not what they're buying. My ideal person may not be buying at a certain time that your client ideal client might be buying, right? Exactly. So what am I, my strategies and my goals for that season when I know that's the case? A, I would know because I evaluated my data, right? But I would also, when I know that that's the case, I can come up with new things. So I may not be focusing on revenue goals at the time. I might be really looking at um, relational, like how am I building and adding value into the community or of clients or customers um, that are my people. Um, So then when it does come time, I am on top of their mind. Does that make sense? And that's also a really good time to partner with other businesses that maybe um, maybe they don't they have a very similar target demographic as you, and you guys can be helping each other, right? So back to the photography and clothing boutique idea, right? Um, mm-hmm. You can you you're maybe not doing photos in dead summer in Arizona. However, fall's coming, and we start thinking about that over this summer. So what are some things that you guys could be doing in a partnership together to help both companies or businesses? Right. So yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. So I've talked about a referral program. I've talked about solving the specific need that someone might have during the season that you're making your marketing plan for. Um, I would also just, I kind of touched on this, but I just want to make sure to say that Giveaways and online takeovers when you're partnering with other businesses, so then you both can expose yourself to their circle of influence is huge. Um, Even so, I've recently really fallen in love with someone. She does an Instagram takeover and she every Monday and she lets just someone who can add value to her audience take over her account every Monday. Why is this important? Well, not only is she providing her community value by having all of these really awesome people give away free value to them every Monday, right? So that helps her audience feel cared for and valued. She's also really allowing other businesses to get in front of her audience, right? So having that like mutually beneficial relationship is huge. Um, And it's something that I have been more and more of a fan of that typical strategy, right? So we don't see that a ton. But I I now like that Instagram account more, right? Now I'm really paying attention to that account on Mondays, especially. Um, But also, I know she really values me. And 
So I want to pay attention to her all week long, right? So like I've got the notifications on. I know she's always going to give me really good stuff because she's not just trying to sell me her thing, right? Right. So I love that. Partnerships are just really important. And I know this sounds super basic, like, yeah, okay, so we're just going to like give away free value or, but it, it is that simple. Marketing does not have to be super complicated. Um, we really, I think sometimes it feels complicated because we're trying to do so many things at one time and um, don't know why we're trying to do them. But when we take away the chaos and confusion of it by having a plan, then it becomes really simple um, to say, okay, I'm just going to do these three things for the next three months um, and then evaluate it at the end. Obviously, there are ideas that are, some are short-term strategies in marketing, some are long-term strategies. And ironically, a lot of people look at social media as a short-term strategy when really that's something you got to be in for the long haul, right? So that is a long-term strategy. And although, you know, you can, I just did this last week, um, I employed a new strategy on our social media account. And in less than 24 hours, our account grew by like 20 people. That's awesome, right? 20, if I did that every day and I grew by 20 people a day, wouldn't that be, everyone be like, yes, please, right? Totally. Um, So... But I know that I probably am not going to be able to do that every day, and that's all right. Um, but I can start implementing this one strategy in here and there and know that I'm growing over time. But really, I may not get 20 people every time I employ the strategy, right? So just having a bigger picture to what your business goals are. And don't get me wrong, I know, right? Our businesses have the same problem that we're probably trying to solve for our customers, especially like, let's say a product based business, Um, you want to sell your product, right? Especially in quarters where you sell the most that typically is in quarter four, right? Why do we have, you know, Black Friday shopping and all of these things? Um, And Cyber Monday, right? (laughs) Like we we have that because we know that this is when people buy. Um, And so there definitely has to be like, strategies we employ right now, but we can have like a longer vision in place in that regard too. So I don't want to minimize and say nothing is right now, but there is definitely a difference. And also we have the soap going back to what I was just saying. um, We have the same problem that our people have. They need to buy something, but they have a finite amount of money to do it. And then we have a product and a finite amount of time to sell it. Right. So I recognize that that brings a level of, I don't want to say panic, but importance, right, to what we're trying to do for that season. So, um, and that's where you can be very specific to doing, solving their problem through gift ideas, putting together whole gifts for them, wrapping for them, um, offering delivery solutions. So then maybe they don't even have to think about it, right? Because right now, everyone's busy. No one has enough time. Our world's kind of getting back to normal and we're all trying to figure out what that looks like, right? So offering some solutions to solve those right now problems for your ideal customer is going to go a long way. Awesome. I would love to know um, what advice that you would have for someone who's listening to this right now and they're like, yes, Jessica, I have that shiny object syndrome. I am doing all the things. I'm being everywhere. I'm not doing one strategy well. How do I know 
like what strategies to ditch and what strategies to keep and how do I even start like thinking about what a marketing plan would look like? Can you give a little bit of insight for that person? Because I feel like there's a lot of those people listening right now. Yes. Well, and this is going to be a two-part answer. So I'll first say um, we have a free downloadable where you can actually plan out your quarterly marketing strategy. And we have some tools and some questions that you can ask yourself. And then also we have a review sheet of how you can actually look at that marketing data and see how beneficial it was. Um, so you guys can get that for free um, by going to jessicamcnichollcreative.com. Um, Ashley will have the link in her show notes. So don't feel like you feverishly have to take notes right now. You can definitely get that. But also, I'll just break down the idea, right? So we, I would first ask that you, if we're going to look at planning our next quarter, right? So we have a month left in the quarter we're in heading into the quarter we're going to. And so right now would be a great time to list out every single marketing strategy that you're currently doing. So if that is, I am going live X days a week. Okay. Um, if I, I post daily or not daily or whatever, how often you're posting on social media, do you have things going on Pinterest or just right listing out what it is you're currently doing, how often you're doing it, and then taking that a level deeper. Okay, so how many people are engaging with those things? So looking at our, our insights, right? So I said I'm like the nerdiest creative that there ever was. But again, this is a learned behavior because I just got tired of spinning my wheels. And so I needed to look at the numbers and force myself to do like data digging, I guess. Um, and so looking at that data and saying, okay, so... I was doing Pinterest, you know, like how many people were actually repinning? How many people were engaging with that com content? How many people clicked that link and ended back at my website? Um, and soon when you start asking those layered questions of how many people and then ask yourself, how much time did it take me? Um, then you're going to get a real sense for whether or not it's a valuable strategy Here's why, right? So time is money, right? So we tell all of our clients to look at their time that they're investing into their mar you know, ongoing marketing strategies as if, if someone was paying you to do what you're so great at, would you be getting that same return on, on the investment of time, right? So if you have an hourly rate or if you broke down what you charge, does it make sense? Are you getting that back? And that may not always be the goal, right? Like I said, it could just be to build relationships and to add value. And that's great. You'll know you're adding value and building relationships by the DMs you're getting in your Instagram account, right? And the ongoing conversations, not just a, hey, hi, oh, cool. Yeah, your stuff's great. Bye, right? You'll have ongoing rapport with your people. So I would write down the list, evaluate how long it's taking you to do, how much engagement that you have. And then for me, I would say like focus on three things. Um, and really, even when you focus on three, there has to be one main thing that you're going to focus on. Um, and you'll be able to make that determination based on looking at what has been working for you. Now, let's pretend you're just starting out and you're like, I don't have data to evaluate. 
I would pick three, three things. So right, that is, that's as simple as I post on Instagram and Facebook, right? It can be the same exact post. Um, I do an Instagram live or a Facebook live one day a week. And I blog, which is I'm utilizing that content. And so I guess I can post that on Pinterest. So taking those things that you're kind of already probably doing, looking at that then, um, so then you have data. So continuing with your plan, saying what you're going to do, and then maybe even a month or two from now, from making the plan, you can look back at the data and say, are there certain, like, you'll definitely know if something's absolutely not working. Like, literally nobody is really engaging with this. And that's happened to everyone. That's happened to me. That's happened to people better than me, right? Like, it just happens. So, yeah. So, even if you're starting out from nowhere, you can start now and then evaluate in 30 days, 60 days, and then make tweaks. So, does that answer your question? Absolutely. And I had a follow-up question that would ask you this. So, how... Much time do you think someone should spend on a strategy before they realize it's not really working or maybe I can try something different? So I kind of have like a four-week rule. That doesn't mean now that I, let's say um, social media. So like I know that everybody talks about social media, but it's the most simplistic idea. And so I think people can understand it the best. So let's say we're posting certain types of content. Um, we'll know within seven days, which if we post every day for a week, we'll know which kind of content. If we have just three to five categories of types of content we're posting, which ones are going to resonate with people the most, right? So you can know that, but we're still going to be posting all month long before we really pay attention to whether or not was posting every day versus three times or five times a week beneficial, right? So that's a different question. So it just depends on the question, but I would say do any, do any one strategy for four weeks. But I have one caveat to that being as long as you're not like running Facebook ads and like paying for a strategy, because that's very different. You don't want to just be throwing away money and not seeing an immediate return on your investment. Does that make sense? So I wouldn't recommend that if you're paying for marketing in that way. No, that makes sense. And that would give someone enough time, like you said, to like course correct if you need to in between, not totally like abandon ship and try something new. But like, if you see the content isn't resonating, you can tweak the content, but still keep the strategy. So I love that. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jessica, for your knowledge. This has been so much fun, but I want you to be able to share with everyone how they can connect with you. How can they work with you? What are all the details if they want to learn more about you? Well, they can always connect with us um, at Jessica McNichol Creative on all social media platforms. Um, So they can also go to jessicamcnicholcreative.com and link out to some resources that are freebies um, and see all about what we offer and how we can help. Um, A lot of people really look to us for um, helping refine branding and brand messaging, which is always a big part of of marketing, right? If we don't have a solid message, that gets kind of hard. But So we can do that and help you out with websites and things like that, which you can connect with us 
um, online always. Awesome. Thank you so much again, Jessica. And I will be sure to link all of her resources, all of her information below. So that way you guys can easily click and follow her. Thank you so much for having me, Ashley. I really loved being with you today. Oh my gosh, you guys. Was that not so amazing? I absolutely loved our conversation and I hope that you guys did as well. If so, please be sure to take a screenshot, share it out on Instagram, and share it with all the other mamas out there who are running businesses and just not sure how to approach marketing in an easy, authentic way. Until next time, mama, I am always here rooting for you, and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You were created to thrive with purpose and not just survive. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. To become a part of our amazing online community and connect with like-minded mompreneurs, head to thepurposegathering.com mamas. That's M-A-M-A-S to join our private Facebook group. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. Be sure to follow and tag me at The Purpose Gathering. If you haven't had a chance to leave a review, please head to iTunes, even if you're an Android user, and let other mompreneurs know why you love the show. Each review is so valuable to me and helps more mamas like you find this show. I choose one review every episode to share, and yours could be the next one. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this, girl, and I can't wait until next time.